You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up NFL Draft with your host, Daniel Guerin, Mitch Wolf. Mitch, first round is in the books. How you doing today? Uh, you know, as good as you can be when your team takes a middling quarterback in the first round. But, you know, other than that, it was fun first round. Yeah, I'm doing pretty great when a divisional rival takes a middling quarterback in the first round. It feels feels nice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but, uh, no, so... Uh, we start off with the top where first two picks are pretty chalk for uh, what we expected. Trayvon Walker, one to the Jaguars, Aiden Hutchinson at two to the Lions. Um, anything here about either of these guys? Uh, not particularly. I think I think we talked about it where it actually kind of made sense more that the Jags wanted to lean into getting Walker just because I think he has – I think that his floor is pretty close to Hutchinson's ceiling, so – if they want to elevate that their defense to another level, I get them taking him there. And then obviously Hutchinson staying home with the Lions is a great pick for them. Um, you know, just being able to, you know, kind of have a leader for that defense for the next decade or so. That's just great for a franchise that's been struggling for the last, you know, ever. Yeah. And I think both these guys are better scheme fits with each of these teams. I think Walker fits more what the Jags want to do and same with Hutchinson to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, at three, the Houston Texans take Derek Stingley Jr. Um, quarterback out of LSU. This is my top corner. Um, Mine as well. Kind of a surprise given how most the process went for him that he is the top corner selected, but uh, had been hearing that corner was uh, very much in play at three, but just didn't know which one it was going to be. A lot of reports about Sauce Gardner being the pick but they go stingley yeah great pick for them you know i think i I tweeted this out that if it hadn't been for the injuries he probably would have been the top player on my board overall he was now still number two for what it's worth um but yeah great pick for them uh i think he's gonna do i I think that scheme that they're gonna run this year is a little weird but i assume they're gonna change their coaching staff in the near future again so but he's really scheme agnostic. He's just an elite player overall, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, he's awesome. I think the next pick with Ahmad Gardner going to the Jets is really surprising because I think a lot of people didn't think the Jets would take a corner, especially at four. I thought They thought maybe at 10 if somebody's there, but four was pretty surprising. Um, but I think he fits really well with what the Jets want to do. Um you know, a lot of people had him as their corner one. And I'd like, I, you know, like I said, I love Stingley. I also really like sauce for what it's worth. Um, I think he's going to bring a really great attitude to that defense as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And they desperately need corner help. Um, the the Giants go uh, at five. Um, I, I think they get the best edge rusher in the class here. Uh, obviously, he fell some teams weren't enthused with his uh personality but uh seems like giants are comfortable there and then uh throw it in they also pick up at seven evan neal 
um, the tackle out of Alabama. So, I, in my opinion, I think they get the best edge rusher and the best tackle in the draft. So, I think this is an absolute home run for the Giants. Yeah, I feel the same way. And it's funny that people were all – they were concerned about, oh, Thibodeau's, like, really focused about his branding and whatever. It's like, well, he goes to New York, the best branding market possible. And then sandwiched between them, the, the Panthers get Ike McQuano, who – I, th- I know a lot of people really loved him. He wasn't my favorite prospect, but you know he's going to be their new starter left tackle ostensibly for the very long term, which is something they haven't had in a long time. And whoever they end up having as their quarterback, he's going to be a really good, you know, blindside protector, uh, assuming the quarterback is right-handed, and he'll be a piece for that franchise moving forward. Um, oh, I have a I have a slight feeling the quarterback may be right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other, I thought it was interesting. This, the Seahawks pick at nine was really interesting that they went with Charles Cross. You know, I thought they might go penning because the Seahawks just have this penchant for draft chaos, but they end up picking a player that's like pretty good value on the board there. You know, they obviously had the need to tackle. They pick a guy that is a young player that will be able to come in and start immediately. Um, so, you know, for all the guff the, Se- the Seahawks get for their draft strategy, it was actually a really solid pick. Oh, yeah, it was a great pick, uh, except for they finally draft a good offensive lineman after they get rid of Russ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I want to talk about this uh, four out of these five picks here, eight to 12. At eight, Drake London to the Falcons. Ten, Jets select Garrett Wilson. Eleven, the Saints trade up for Chris Olave. And at 12, the Lions trade all the way up from 32 to go get Jameson Williams. Um, we, we thought this was the tier, right? We pre-draft, this was what we thought the tier of four was. I, we all thought they were going to go fairly close to each other, and they did. They went four out of five picks in a row. And I, I think... I think I'm a little bit surprised by how much teams traded up for them instead of letting them fall. I think, I think that they saw that these four were demonstrably better than the rest. And even so, we still saw teams, in my opinion, reach for receivers a little bit later in the first round, but I mean, I, 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 I like, like I said, I really like Drake London. I think picking him at eight was, I think that's a little bit of a reach in my opinion, especially with the players that were still on the board and where the Falcons are as a franchise. I think the Jets picking Wilson is a little surprising just in terms of role, but I mean, it'll, I think it works just because they just needed another receiver and they can really kind of make all of their guys work around it. So that's fine. Olave to the, to the Saints is a seamless fit. Um, that would just work super well. And Detroit coming up for Williams was really surprising. You know, I don't think people expected Detroit to spend a high draft capital pick on a receiver, especially, you know, trading a ton of capital to come up and get him. But I think if they're thinking years down the road, you know, this, this year doesn't necessarily matter to them. You know, they still have Goff, but he's probably gone after this year. So if Williamson misses, if he misses this whole year, it doesn't really matter. Like the next year is when like whoever they get as their next quarterback, like that's when that quarterback can build chemistry with Williams. So I, it was surprising, but I don't hate it. I think it's a good move. And like I said, Williams was my number one receiver in this class. So, you know, them getting a, what I would say is a taller Tyree kill is a great move in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I like the move, especially because you're not giving up any future capital for him. You're, you're keeping all the capital investment just in 2022. Um, the Eagles go and trade up for Jordan Davis, probably jumping the Ravens, who are very much rumored to be the team interested in him. So they go up and get their defensive tackle. Any thoughts on the Davis selection? I I mean, it just fits with what Howie Roseman, like how much he values defensive linemen. I just, I mean, I guess like they're going to kind of employ the same strategy that Georgia did by not playing him a ton because they, I mean, I get that Fletcher Cox is getting older and they only resigned him to a pretty short deal and they still have Javon Hargrave, but they've like invested so much at that position that I guess it's just like, I, I, he's a great player. Like I love him as a prospect. It's just a weird team fit in my opinion. Like, they drafted Marlon Tui Pelotu and Milton Williams last year. And then they also uh, signed Marvin Wilson as a UDFA and they signed Renell Wren as a free agent. So they have a really deep defensive tackle room. So I'm just not really sure how Davis gets on the field, which, you know, that was kind of the concern about him is how much can you use him? So if you're going to have, but, and at that point you're wanting, you know, the concern about him is like, Oh, you're like, you don't want to spend this high of draft capital on a player who's going to be in a rotation, so I think this kind of has a lot of the questions about Davis. They just kind of remain with this fit. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I, I'm, I wasn't the biggest, the biggest fan of this fit as well. Uh, 14 Kyle Hamilton ends up going to the Ravens, which of I course, the, I can't, of I, course. the Ravens just, the Ravens just are on a different level with this. Ra- just, Ravens just go out and get two top 10 players in this draft with their picks. Uh, well, well, I just, I'll throw in their pick at 25 Tyler Linderbaum, uh, center from Iowa. They just end up getting the top center and the top safety two top 10 players in the class, including my number one player in Kyle Sam. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, insane value and they got it from their pick that they got plus trading a third in hollywood brown yeah just just nuts i mean i'm curious like because i was talking with some people about this like i i think a lot of people were were surprised by linderbaum going to the ravens because he doesn't necessarily fit what you would think are their guardrails or their to you know fit as an offensive lineman in their system i'm curious as to what your thoughts are on this uh conundrum so he doesn't fit what they typically have done here however if you were to go with ignore the like system and just look at from the player's perspective of what's on the team mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. isn't a better players around him fit than the ravens yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too because like if, they have these massive yep, guards exactly exactly they are a super run heavy team and you're, you're looking where's his issues well it's going to be in the passing game and you want these huge guards next to him you want to build it like the Eagles did. I was just going to, I was going to say like, who is his comp? Jason Kelsey. What did the Eagles do to protect Jason Kelsey? They put massive guards next to him. Yeah. So like, I, I think it's going to be a good fit. I, I know obviously they don't run as much zone, but I, I still think he's, he's still very, very strong. Even, 
and you know, even so, like, what do the Eagles do? They like will pull Jason Kelsey and get him out in the move. So I imagine that they'll allow Tyler Lindbaum to start pulling a lot. And like, um, I was watching the athletic football show live throughout the draft and they made the comment that said, well, well, it's not like the Ravens have ever drafted an offensive lineman out of Iowa and it's worked before i.e., Marshall Yonda. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, uh, uh, I believe NFL network actually brought that up as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, that I just think that their draft was one of the top drafts. Um, so we've got two, we've got alternating guard and wide receiver picks next. And, I think the Kenyan the the Kenyan green pick was pretty surprising just because very yeah because I think and you could argue that we expected both guards to go about ten picks later each um, I I still think Kenyan Green going before Zion was surprising but they announced Green as a tackle if I understood it correctly um, so I'm wondering if they're planning to play him at right tackle and then maybe next year with Tunsil's contract kind of becoming a burden they could release Tunsil and play green at left tackle, which again, I, I don't think he'd be best there, but is that might be what they're thinking. Yeah. So it, it's very, it's very weird. Cause like they have Titus Howard and Titus Howard played better at tackle than he did guard. Mm-hmm. They like his best position. He is a okay tackle. He's not great. Like you probably want to eventually replace him. You don't want him on a second contract, but like, He's passable right now at tackle. Uh, I think the interior of this offensive line is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would I would play him at guard yeah, if it were me. But, like, if yeah, they're I mean, going they're, to play him at yeah, tackle, I think that's a that's a yeah. – like, I don't love these tackles. No, I mean, like, they're guards. I would have no. rather had Trevor Penning if I'm playing him at tackle. Yeah, I mean, their guards are Justin McCray and A.J. Can, so he'll probably play left guard if I had to guess. And, you know, he'll definitely solidify the interior of that line. It's just kind of a question of value there. But then the next you have Jahan Dotson going a good bit higher than I think a lot of people expected uh, to the Washington Commanders. But I think, like I said, I like Dotson a lot. I think he fits with um, what Washington wants to do. I think he'll work well with Carson Wentz. Um, if he can throw the ball accurately, which is always a question. Uh, but I, I think Helpful. that's, yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, you know, if I, I don't hate it, it's a, it's a, it's a little early, but with, yeah, no, with, especially given that they traded back into that pick. Yeah. Which like, it's, you know, they got, they got, you know, extra capital to do it. So it's, you know, kind of mitigates the reaching for the player, but then my guy, Zion Johnson goes to the chargers. Great fit per, uh, you know, good value. Um, I said on my last appearance on the Locked On Boston College podcast, this was my prediction of where he'd end up. So I nailed that, which I feel really good about. Yeah, no, this is I, I love it for uh, the Chargers. They mm-hmm. they need to protect uh, Herbert, and they help solidify that right side of their offensive line. Well, so yeah, and so he'll he'll start at left guard, and then they can move yeah. Matt Filer to right tackle, which he can play pretty well. So they just need yeah, to find he played right there. Three years ago, was it? When uh, something like that. He's played there before, yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, and he's he did pretty well there actually. So yeah, that was I think yeah, that's a it, great pick. it's not he didn't play there last year, obviously, but he right. can do that, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, and then eighteen, the Eagles trade pick eighteen for uh, AJ Brown, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, did they send anything else? I want to say like pick 100. No, no, yes. no, that was that was no, no, that was the other. It was pick 101. Okay, so pick 18 and 101 to the Titans for AJ Brown. Um, great then, value, I think, for the Eagles. Mm-hmm, Obviously, you had to go pay AJ Brown now a four-year, hundred million dollar contract. But I, I think this is absolutely great, great value for them. And then on Titan side, like Traylon Burks, I like him. It, I, mean, I think he's going to play the AJ Brown role. <laughs> yeah, which like, great. I kind of wanted to have both of those yeah i think it's funny a lot of people said he'd be almost more of the johnny smith role so yeah yeah i mean yeah it's 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 a little it's a little odd um but i guess they didn't really want to pay aj brown so they can just get you know a discounted version even though he was still on his rookie deal yeah i mean it whatever it's it's (laughs) odd but uh, then the Saints take uh, Trevor Penning at 19. Pretty uh, pretty you know, chalk pick there. Yeah, a lot of people had that one. I think I actually might have in my yeah. latest. Uh, yep. Oh, no, actually well, I didn't. One of the okay, few well. ones I had right. Uh, yeah. But uh, And then uh, getting to 20 where our uh, quarterback yeah. goes here, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll let you take the, take this one here to start. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like relative to what other the other quarterbacks people thought that would happen, this one was actually pretty far down the board in terms of people thinking it would happen because they kind of were following the smoke of them drafting Willis. A lot of people thought Ritter would be a strong possibility. Um, there was even some Matt Corral smoke, but you know, at the end of the day, it came back to Pickett being in the building, and it's I think I think the reason why is just it comes down to like Kenny Pickett's for lack of a better term, like intangibles and attitude about being a leader and all that stuff. Um, the, my, my issue is, you know, that Mike Tom said he'll come in and have an opportunity to compete for the starting job. And if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're not drafting him to compete, to compete for the starting job. You're drafting him to be the starter. You shouldn't be drafting a guy to compete. So I don't love this because I, I, I have questions about Kenny Pickett's upside. I, you know, I, with how this quarterback class has fallen, I almost really wish the Steelers – I wish Steelers had traded back. They probably could have still gotten Pickett um, at a later, you know, at the end of the first round, maybe even in the second. You know, maybe they wanted to stay in the first and get him that fifth year, which I understand. But, like, I mean, what if he, what if he ends up not beating out Mitchell Trubisky? Like, that's a realistic possibility, which, you know, then you just wasted first-round pick on a career backup. So, I don't like this pick. Uh, I, I get why they did it. So I just kind of have to, it's kind of like last year. Like I don't love taking running backs the first round, but I understand why with Najee Harris, this, this pick is worse in my opinion, but you kind of just have to live with it. Um, yeah, so we no, for, <laughs> for both of us, he's QB four. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and again, like, I don't think this year they're going, they're not going to ask him to do a ton in terms of, you know, stretching the ball vertically or, you know, being the offense. Like if, if he does win the starting job, like he's not going to be, the focal point of the offense like he's going to um basically just be a distributor to Najee Harris and the receivers and whoever they end up taking it probably tomorrow or I guess today in the second or third rounds because they need another receiver so you know I I yeah I, I don't love it but it is what it is <laughs> yeah uh moving on to uh 21 the Chiefs trade up for Trent McDuffie 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs killed this draft. We can just tackle their two picks. Yeah, right Trent now. McDuffie and then uh, George Perloftis at thirty. I yeah. I think they got. They got two of the top five corners and edge rushers in this draft. And yes. McDuff, McDuffie, I, I like, I, I kind of drew, drew those, connect those dots with McDuffie because like they've had Marcus Peters before and they're not exactly similar, but, you know, chose a connection to Washington. McDuffie is such a smart player. Um, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to play him in the slot or in outside, uh, probably outside given that they like Legereus Sneen in the slot. But McDuffie is just so smart and just plays zone so well that they'll be able to use him effectively and he can help kind of slow down the other offenses in the AFC West. And then Karloftis is, you know, they, they, I, I thought they might want to go for a more kind of a speedy edge rusher, one that kind of just wins quickly off the edge, but getting a, a power guy like Karloftis, who is still like, we forget that Karloftis is really young. He's only a redshirt sophomore. So he's going to, you know, by the time his rookie deals up, he's only going to be like 25 or 26 years old. So you know, this is a real, I think that's a really great investment for them at the end of the first. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, obviously they don't get their receiver, but like they didn't reach for a guy that just wasn't worth the pick. They got two very high caliber guys and I think they absolutely killed it. Now on to a team <laughs> that also drafted two defensive players with two first round picks, <laughs> but let's just say they did not kill it. No, uh, the Packers select two Georgia players, Quay Walker, uh, Devontae Wyatt. Now, for, for, for what it's worth, I do want to say this. Like, the receiver board did not fall very well for them. Like, No, not at all. So, uh, I, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't like them reaching for a receiver like, you know, Sky Moore or Christian Watson or what have you. Um, and getting Devontae Wyatt where they did is good value. And I think that they kind of needed another defensive tackle, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think that the Devonta Wyatt pick is the bad one. <laughs> yeah. I had, well, and I, I like Quay Walker a lot, just not at 22. Yeah, no, like he was my LB five. Mm-hmm. Like he's fine. He He's like a late second round guy. In my opinion, like I, I just, I think we're reaching a lot here based on athletic traits that like, quite frankly, a lot of players in this class have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fair. a super athletic linebacker class. What's the point of reaching on a guy whose main things are traits? I can get traits from everybody in this class outside of Nicobe Dean. Yeah. I mean, consider yeah, considering that the pay, the Packers have two for two picks in the second round, right in the same range to, uh, tonight. You know, they can get they could have I think that well, I mean, there was a lot of smoke about Quay Walker going in the first round, but they could have gotten a similar player. Yeah, they could have gotten um, Troy Anderson. Mm-hmm, exactly. Who, like, plays uh, a little bit of a different role. He isn't going – he's going. He's a lot better going back compared to Walker being better going forward. But if, or, or, like, Leo Chanel. If yeah, you want exactly, that guy yeah. that's mm-hmm. better going forward, Leo Chanel. He's the I'll better I'll say this. Player. Like, him and Devondre Campbell are two complete freaks that, you know I, – I mean, I think this pick – this I, I love Quay Walker just, like, from a vibe standpoint – um, oh yeah, I, I just think we're saying purely from the yes. value standpoint. Yeah, but yeah, but him and uh, Devontae Campbell from a vibe standpoint of just having these crazy, long, freakish linebackers, like I think that'll pan out. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think like he'll be fine. I just think just he gotten a, yeah. a mm-hmm. similar player in the second. Yeah. Um, um, 
Buffalo finally takes a corner. <laughs> they trade up for a corner. Yeah, and I, I like this one a lot. I think him. I mean, him and White are will be one of the better corner duos in the AFC, if not the entire NFL. Yeah, I, I'm very confused as to what the point of the trade up was. I guess they were worried about Dallas taking him. I guess, like, is, I don't know, like Dallas, like, the, I guess they could use a second corner, but like, it's it's very low on their needs. It's like yeah. sixth on their needs. Yeah, and like, I can't really see. I guess maybe they were worried about New England. All, well, New England wouldn't have probably wouldn't have traded up with Baltimore, but worried about New England trading up to do it. So, yeah, I don't know, we're, kind of weird trade, but I mean, really good yeah. player fits what they want. Yeah, no, um, it, the the selection was very, very good. Uh, obviously, people are going to talk about. We'll we'll talk to about a couple of our guys, but uh, I I've seen some that they about them. They should have taken Andrew Booth, uh, the corner out Clemson. Honestly, that's, that's an injury thing. Yeah, it it's he has a bad back. Kyer mm-hmm. Elam and him like there's not much of a difference in terms no, of I, skill I, level. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think that I think if Booth was 100% healthy, he would have been the pick, no question. Especially yes, I, I agree. I think he's a better scheme fit as well than mm-hmm. compared to Elon. But uh, like, backs are weird, especially yeah. like, yeah, those sports hernia injuries are weird. Um, Tyler Smith to the Cowboys is 24. Uh, I, I just don't I just don't like Tyler Smith, period. <laughs> yeah, no, I had like a third round grade late third like, on him. I, I, I would imagine they're going to kick him inside to guard at least this year. And then maybe once Tyron Smith retires, then they switch him outside. But yeah, I, I don't see him beating out Terrence Steele. No, no. Which is not something you should be saying about your first round pick. <laughs> For what it's worth, Steele improved this year. But yeah, yeah he's I mean, fine. Yeah, I think you can put him at guard this year. Kind of hope you can, you know, slowly improve him. He, he's going to have some growing pains for sure. But he is so young and he has some flashes of true dominance that, you know, it could work, but yeah, I just don't love the player to be quite frank. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, arguably, arguably the steal of the first round at 26 with the jets trading back in the first round to get him. Yeah. And I'm a guy, I'm a little bit lower on shot on Johnson, but 26, it's still too good of value to pass yeah, up. That's and fantastic. You, you get a fantastic call there. There, there was a lot of stuff about them wanting him at ten. Mm-hmm. They end up there, stuff, there. I saw stuff about them taking him at four. <laughs> yeah, because it was reported that there was a chance he wouldn't make it past eight or nine, mm-hmm. and he ends up falling all the way to twenty six. They trade back up to go get him and end up with a haul of Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson, which. I mean, you're looking that's the at best, that's the best line of the draft, unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think you see like there's like three teams that kind of ran away with this draft, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, two New York team. We'll get to that later, but yeah, that, um, that was very good. Uh, Jaguars trading. I mean, I, back I up love for Lloyd. I love Devin Lloyd. I I get the concerns about trading up for a linebacker, but I think like I think with you know, they, I think a lot of people like when they connected Hutchinson to Jacksonville, they're like, they need like a leader and a tone setter for the defense. And I think Devin Lloyd can be that, honestly. Like, I think he's that kind of franchise cornerstone piece that, I mean, they have Josh Allen, um, but I think this is a guy that can come in and be like, hey, I'm, he's like the alpha of the defense. And I, I know some people, I think there's some unfair comparisons of him to like Micah Parsons and Darius Leonard. And I think those are unrealistic, but 
I think he's a very good player and I think he can do a lot for their defense. So, yeah, I like the player. My only question is if you are valuing the linebacker position this much, you had miles Jack. I think that's a uh, financial thing. Yeah. Um, But like they, my, my whole thing, they invest the first round pick. They sign a guy for like 10 million a year. Mm-hmm. you're paying a lot of money to that linebacker room still but like i don't know like i just the whole jaguars front office what they've done this offseason is beyond me to be honest mm-hmm. but fair that's no, fair. I, I like the player yes the player selection in a vacuum i think is very good yeah which um, is surprising for jaguars to be honest you know, the good thing, I, I tweeted this out that, you know, when the Steelers make a weird first round pick, it usually kind of will fly under the radar enough that because somebody else makes a significantly worse pick. And luckily, the Patriots did just that. <laughs> yeah. Do the Patriots just not like first round picks? I think I've heard a lot of like the Patriots have like one of the smallest boards of all NFL teams. But honestly, like, the next, like the picture of the list of the picks where Karloftis, Dax Hill, and Lewis seen are the next three picks after this, that's going to haunt New England for a long time because I, I think because I think all those three defensive players are great impact players. Cole Strange is, I just, I, I cannot wrap my mind around this. I mean, there was the video that came out of the Rams brass of um, Sneed and McVeigh, like saying like, wow, we wouldn't have wasted our time watching him if we because we thought we were going to get him 104 if we knew he was going first round we wouldn't have used our time to watch him i mean i watched strange at the senior bowl just get his ass walked up and down the field by basically every defensive tackle there to be honest so uh, he has about the smallest lower half of any offense line that i've ever seen and i just i don't understand this pick at all from from a like from a value standpoint, from a skills talent standpoint, I just do not get it at all. This is also, like we said last episode, this is a very deep interior offensive line class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Strange was part of that depth. Yes. But as a third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't and I don't I understand get, this. I, 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 I get that he offers versatility to play both guard positions and center, but so do a lot of players. Yeah, Draft I Dylan just, Yeah, I do not get this at all. This, I mean, this this is. I mean, like, I think you can you can certainly make the argument about Kenny Pickett, but I think this is unquestionably the worst pick of the first round, and one of the worst picks of the first round in years. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rough. It's, it's and like 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 I think it was the new the uh, Jordan NFL. Brooks is probably the last guy that's He's, I mean, comparable. Yeah. Yeah, like and in like terms of is, where he was going to go versus yeah. where he ended up yeah. going. And like he has turned into a like solid starter for them, I think. And but the thing is, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if Strange turns into a starter. Like, I think I think he's a lot closer to like a Yadni Kajust type than he is like a um like a Shaq Mason or a Joe Tooney, you know, like He's not like I don't think he's going to be a consistent starter. Like I just don't think he's he doesn't have the physical talents to start at the NFL as a guard. I just don't I do not get this at all. Like like and Belichick does this sometimes where he'll just he'll take these 
wild flyers. And I think this is one of them. I do not think it's going to work out. Yeah, I don't get this pick either. Um, we, we already talked about Carl Loftus at 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31, Daxon Hill to the Bengals. Great pick. Yeah, this really is, good value. This is great. Fits, fits with it. I mean, like he like there's been talk about him playing like corner, even like okay. outside corner. And I could see that happening, honestly. But like I he can play. He, I think he'd be their second best corner. Yeah, I agree. Like he could play basically any position in their secondary, which, you know, with them having Jesse Bates, Von Bell, uh, Mike Hilton, like that's a really, oh, really yeah, I scary I kind of forgot secondary. about Mike Hilton, so third. Yeah, I mean, well, Mike Hilton is a very specific yeah. type of corner. Yes. Like, <laughs> Yes, he is very, very much in his one particular role. But yeah. Daxton Hill, you don't have, you can, you can have those type of guys when you have a Daxton Hill type mm-hmm. who you can fit in anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And then our guy, Lewis seen rounding out the first round. Yeah. And I, I thought he would go here to the lions, uh, but it, Minnesota ends up trading. Oh, yeah, back. I, got this. I guess I get this. I, I'm ca- I count this pick as correct. Cause I nailed the exact number just not the team because of a trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this one is right. I had that as well, but, uh, no, Lewis seen 32. If, I, I mean, mean, if they're if they're running a Fangio style defense with him and Harrison Smith as their two safeties, that's fantastic. Even though Harrison Smith is not what he once was, he's still like a very good safety. And him and them playing, you know, a lot of too high stuff, they'll be excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a very, very good selection. And uh this is a team where you kind of thought if these top two corners were off the board, they would be looking trade down and they'd do a massive trade down to be able to accrue more assets. It's they're going to be the team that wants to trade down. They want those picks. Almost like Rick Spielman never left. Yeah. They they're going to take a lot, a lot of shots that honestly, they may be even worse than they were under Spielman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, first let's go over who you think some winners of the first night were um I, i'm gonna start off with uh I, I said before the giants getting two top five players is just a complete win i don't care where your picks are at if you can come away with two top five players in any draft you're winning the draft yeah bo- both new york teams won it uh giants and i think i thought it was interesting that they went thibodeau first you know considering the Panthers were up next and they were kind of assumed that they were going to take a tackle. And then they still end up getting what I imagine was their top tackle in Evan Neal, who will play right tackle and slot in immediately. Um, and then, like we said, Jets getting three uh, first round picks. They get one of the best corners. They get one of the best receivers and one of the best edge rushers. Yeah. I, three guys I, who will start immediately and be impact players. Yeah. I thought that was an absolutely fantastic call. And then yeah. uh, Chiefs as well. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Bing. and Ravens to like yeah. other AFC contenders that, you know, just loaded up, um, you know, by basically just like just trading back and getting great value at both positions. Yeah. So obviously we hit on the Patriots who else. And we hit on the Steelers as well. Who else did we not love? I think really for? that that's really it for me. Like, I, mean, I think the Patriots at least have the, the caveat that they traded down a good bit and got some, uh, later round picks Steelers didn't trade down so they don't really get any added value for that um yeah I, I it's, mean it's hard like, to call the te- it's hard to call the Texans losers or yeah because they got they, Stingley yeah because they got Stingley and like Kenyon Green's still very good like he's yeah, gonna he's be a good fine. starter 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe you know, the it, Cowboys. It, yeah, yeah, just one pick and just sitting there and taking a a bad offensive tackle. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, honestly, like for a draft that people expected to be pretty chaotic, like. Cole Strange is really the biggest surprise, but like other than that, like quarterbacks falling out, other than that, like I think pretty much most of those picks that people expected in terms of the players, the players in the first round, like not a ton of big surprises aside from Strange, um, not a ton of crazy people falling out of the first round. I guess Jermaine Johnson's fall was kind of surprising, and the quarterbacks falling out. Um, but other than that, like it was a a pretty like. No, nothing was super shocking, I would say. Besides, uh, I, strange. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think the most surprising part had to be some of these trades. Yes, yeah, Ch- but, Trent, or, uh, AJ Brown getting traded, and then Marquise Brown getting traded to the Cardinals to reunite with Kyler Murray for. I mean, him getting traded for a first is pretty crazy. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh. So I th- I I I would I think I think that after this year, Arizona is going to be looking for a completely new front office and coach. Yeah, I mean to be fair, they trade away the pick, and uh, it's a good change. They don't draft another linebacker. Fair. Uh, they they can't use that pick to draft their third straight linebacker because we all know if they would have stuck there, um, the pick probably would have been. Well, the, see, the problem is Channing that, that, that no, see that trade was already made. Otherwise it would have been Quay Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I think if the trade had occurred after that pick, I think we all would have said, Oh, they were going to take Quay Walker. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was there. Uh, who knows with them, but I don't know what they, honestly, what I, I might, I might call, I might honestly call them like kind of one of the, the losers of the first round, if you can say that, because you give yeah, up that first true. round pick, you get a receiver who, granted, he has chemistry with your quarterbacks, so that's helpful, but a, a maddeningly inconsistent receiver. You're I mean, at 23, I would have rather. I mean, I guess the debate becomes if you look at who the top, would, would you rather have pick 100 and uh, him? In a Hollywood Brown, or let's play the game with some of these top receivers. I mean, if if George I mean, for, Pickens, I mean, I don't know about Pickens, but like if I was the Cardinals, I would rather have taken Kyrie Elam in the slot that he was taken, which was their their original yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they desperately needed corner help. <laughs> I agree. If you're even going receiver, I might rather have Pickens. Yeah, I mean, I think his ceiling is is higher. Yeah, like I think if if you have those if you had lingering concerns about those injuries and some of his off field issues, then I could see that. But yeah, I mean the ceiling is I think his ceiling is definitely higher than Marquise Brown's at this point. Yeah, so let's go over some of the top available guys that fell out yeah, of round one. Nakobe uh, Dean obvi- mm-hmm. is we were expecting that. David Ajabo, same thing. Yeah, th- these are guys. Andrew that, Booth, injury, yeah. Yeah, all injured, all, well, two injury guys and Nakobe Dean is expected. Those guys were expected. Um, Malik Willis falling out is pretty surprising. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and the, f- the first three picks of the second round, 
don't necessarily lend them. I mean, Minnesota, maybe Tennessee, maybe um, Seattle still has two picks early. They could take him. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think by the, I think by the time we get to the middle of the second round, he'll be gone. Yeah. I mean, you, you look, there's, I don't see how he makes it past 43. I think that's, yeah, the I floor. agree. Mm-hmm. Because I, I see too many teams. I'd, I'll, I'll say 46. Detroit's there too. Yeah, yeah. That that's the true floor. Yeah, there. I agree. Um, um, but I mean, there was a lot of talk about Boye Mafia getting in the first round. There was some talk of Brees Hall, the running back, getting in the first round. Uh, even some Arnold Abiquete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's he'll go. He'll be off the board pretty quickly. Um, some of these see. like developmental X's did not go. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Watts and George Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. And Logan Hall had some buzz as mm-hmm. well. You yeah. mean there's still four quarterback, other quarterbacks on the board. You still have Desmond Ritter. You still have Sam Howe, you still have Matt Corral. Um, so any of those teams that we talked about with Willis, you know, uh, Minnesota, Tennessee, uh, Seattle, Atlanta, Detroit, even Washington, New Orleans, maybe like any of those teams could be interested in a quarterback as well. Yeah, it'll be a very, very interesting day. Um, But uh, we will be back to recap uh, more of the draft. Until then, let's get fired up.